0: So they can try things You're about a dance podcast So they can try things Now we will stop saying So that we can all now try this Hello!
1: Oh Sorry, I forgot to count down And welcome you didn't to count Now Try that out! Where's the warning? You're supposed to warn me! I'm this sorry. is live, Marcus! I, I need to be funny. warned! I was like, let's see I want everyone to get Nick's first, like, few true
2: seconds. Welcome to Now Try This. Nick, what is Now Try This? Now Try This is a podcast where two best friends, (laughs) me, Nick, and... Me, Marcus. Try things. What does that mean? That means every week we challenge each other to try our favorite things. That could be movies. That could be video games. That could be books. And then once a month, we open it up to the fans that's right the fans that's you guys that means you guys get to vote on what we do every month now if you want to follow us you can go ahead and do it at now try this cast everywhere you can follow anybody and then if you want to join the community join the patreon decide what those fans are it's patreon.com slash now try this cast marcus
1: beautiful that was good i'm impressed
2: what did i miss (laughs) Uh, what is the podcast itself I finished that and the numbers went down like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guys good you, you know what they left to go follow us on the other platforms.
2: Oh okay that's what it was. Great.
1: I also don't watch the numbers. That stresses me out way too much. I, I usually don't it.
2: I can't see But it. I looked over to make sure we were streaming and the number was high and then it turned low.
1: <laughs> it's gonna fluctuate, baby. It's it's okay. Mm. It's okay.
2: Nick, how you doing? Oh, uh I'm fine. <laughs> how are you? I'm doing great. How's your week been? Marcus, my week has been uh, trying. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Wow. You made
1: a a good pun. Hilarious. Uh,
2: Look how tickled pink uh, you
1: are by your own stupid fucking joke.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you can't laugh at your own jokes, what's the point?
1: I guess that's true. There isn't a, there's a level. There's a level that if you laugh too much at your own jokes, then uh, it's cringy and everyone hates you.
2: I'd like to think I've towed that line very beautifully. <laughs> Marcus. What's up? It's been a week. It's been two weeks because somebody needed a week off. And yep. That was me. In those two weeks, have you tried anything? Me? Huh, what did I try? I had, I always, it's the same question every
1: week and I have something. And then my anxiety just makes my mind go blank immediately. The second I'm asked the mm. question, I'm like, flop, nothing there. But Nick, you know what? I tried this week.
2: Oh, no, I don't. That's why I asked. What did you try?
1: That's a good point. <laughs> I, I'm investing more in the stock market and cryptocurrency, and I went hard. And then
2: Marcus, they all tanked. Before, before you, before you go on, before yeah. you go on, I just need yeah. everyone to understand. As your friend, you talk about your interest and in what you like all the time. Yeah. You low key mention cryptos all the time. <laughs> see, so see, you're not like mildly like, oh, it's kind of interesting. You've been like on the line, ready to dive in at any chance you had. Yeah. yeah. And you haven't had it yeah what pushed you where are we at what's going on so
1: right now basically i'm in mass panic mode about oh, no. like debt and stress and <laughs> and constantly trying to figure out i'm playing with this yawn i gotta get get out of here yeah constantly trying to figure out like how i can effectively pay off like debt how i can like maximize the amount of money that i have how i can maximize the my time everything i've become consumed by like efficiency culture is what i'm gonna call it <clears throat> or i guess efficiency porn i don't know what the fuck you want to say it is but i don't know i just that been is. consumed by like maximizing every minute of my day and it's exhausting and i hate it and i don't want to do it anymore but it it is effective it feel like sometimes you feel like you know when you're like i should there's something i could be doing right like you're like i could be working out i could be like
2: marcus whatever. you're spiraling and i'm here for keep wait, going wait, wait,
1: wait. you know like i could be working out i could be like <laughs> like brushing my teeth i could be doing the dishes and then you just don't want to right now imagine if you did all Uh, of it uh, mm -hmm. all the time you just did those things right and every like person who's like oh there's not enough time in the day and you you somehow work through it and you figure out how to do all those things and you still haven't succeeded in the things that you have in life or what you want that's where i'm at
2: I cannot so you've live been my life. Working more out. You've been eating right. You've yes. been paying yes. attention to your girlfriend, giving her little 100%. love messages every day. You've yes. been making your bed every morning. You've every been stretching, waking up been at 5 a.m. Doing your meditation, and nothing's better.
1: <laughs> Nothing is better. <laughs> and that's and that's when you need therapy.
2: <laughs> to uh, oh yeah. With your wow, various this mental is great, illnesses. Better help. Uh sponsor us. That would have been a great product placement yeah it's, well,
1: it's in, in okay. all those videos they never take it into account like mental health they're not like hey you might just have depression or you might just like have these things mm. <laughs> they're like depression, nope, it's depression, is,
2: depression is a hard thing to contend with right because it's this it's this quiet friend in the background just kind of nudging you right it's not big and in, in your face i you know if if you're having giant mood swings, it's obvious you're having giant mood swings. If you're, you know, yeah. manic, it's a little more obvious that you're manic. If you have OCD, it's a little more obvious that you have OCD. But depression, you're just sad and you don't know why a lot of the time. Yeah. That's really hard to like, contend with.
1: It's more like a guy jerking off in the corner. Like, I, you always the person you know, is like a guy everybody. sitting in the corner. You know what I mean? That's right. that's not right. enough. I feel like he's doing sure. something that's going to, like, great. it's also a little tempting to kind of just be like, I want to look at that. I want to spend time over there with that guy for a little bit.
2: You know? Marcus, <laughs> thank you for that journey. Thank you. But there's no problem, something I need welcome. to talk about. What's up? There's something I desperately need to talk about because about? I'm pissed. I'm mad. Why are you mad? I am the most mad I've been ever for this podcast.
1: That's you don't sound like it. Do it again. Take two. <laughs> Take two.
2: Marcus, I am fuming. Oh, my yeah? soul. Wow. Feels ratched from the inside out. I believe how it now. Fu- You should have saw me as I was walking the streets of New York uh-huh. and I found out this news. How furious I oh, was. Oh, my God at what has happened here on this podcast oh geez what happened why are you so mad my worst fear what is your worst fear i need i need more people to join the patreon (laughs) so i don't have to watch this fucking garbage we gotta watch next month I'm Which excited, is the next Greg. episode, by the way? Yes, Marcus. What's next episode? Next gonna
1: be? episode, we are watching. What is it called? Simon Deadly Conjury? Lessons. Deadly Lessons.
2: aka the Legend of Simon. Conjury. Yep, yep, yep. It's been voted by a
1: patron every single month that the Patreon has been up. They've been really, really trying to make this happen, and this month they finally did it.
2: Marcus, I love your brother. Okay, yeah. I want that to be super clear. Okay, like Matthew, cool, cool, cool. that's my yeah, fucking yeah. boy. I love uh-huh. that guy. You know, it's not like we're, the closest of friends and everything checking, but when we do, it's, I feel like, kindred spirits, you know? You love him to death, so he's important to me. You know, we've made connections as we fucking, you know, we used to work together, mm-hmm. we played d d together. I like that guy a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I'm rooting yeah, yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not fucking rooting for him anyway. I fucking hate <laughs> this guy. I hate everything he stands for, because this movie looks like the worst thing of, I'll, it, it looks, bad. it does... It doesn't look it bad like, bad. oh, Psycho Gorman. I'm just going to pop up about what I feel about this movie. It looks like it's going to be torture. It looks like yeah. it's going to be pain. Yeah. And guys, if that's something you're into, tune in next Thursday. Twitch.tv slash now. this cast at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we talk about Deadly Lessons, a.k.a. The Legend of Simon Conjurer.
1: Guys, we are trying to, speaking of Twitch, we're trying to get to Twitch affiliate status. So if you haven't already and you're listening, go on Twitch, make an account, follow us, and that's a huge help. And it's free.
2: We are so close to our goal. I'm so mad. But we're going to fucking watch this goddamn movie. And, and you know what? Uh, I, I talked with Lexi about it. And there is a bright side. It means after next week, this trial of my life will be over. That's true. I won't, on bated breath, every week or every month, look at the Patreon, yeah. hoping it doesn't win. Yeah. Every week, hoping something else is popular enough. But, the th- but there was too many good things to split the boat. Like, the other things were Raising Arizona. Great movie, I think. I've never yeah, seen it. Cannibal yeah. the Musical. It's a musical. What's mm-hmm. not to love. P.S. I Love You. We could have ragged on that movie all fucking yeah, day. sure. Walking Dead, Telltale, video game. Yeah. Fucking, that would have been so fun. That would have been fun.
1: But no. But no. Deadly lessons. We're doing fun.
2: deadly lessons.
1: I'm excited for it. And you know what? I don't mean to make things worse, but Matthew is definitely going to put something much worse on the
2: following month. What? No, no, no! He's he, got to come me a break. He is a well
1: of bad stuff. He is never ending.
2: Yeah, that's fine, but he's Matthew likes me too much. He's not gonna do this to me again next no. month. He's gonna give me a couple months, yeah, yeah and then maybe. he'll come out with some he bad might. shit. He, might. he G- might give me a couple months, man. This is my <laughs> plea, Matthew. Sit down, please, buddy. Just give me a little time, guys. If you want to participate in Ugh. the voting,
1: go to our Patreon.
2: And $5 uh, patrons get to submit their suggestions. And then one, at the end of, towards the end of every month, every patron, even the $1 ones, mm-hmm, get to, get to vote. vote. So do that.
1: Okay, Nick, this week it's time. We have to get started. This week we're talking about Scare Me, a challenge <gasps> that you gave to me. Nick, why did you give me the challenge of watching Scare Me?
2: Ma- Marcus, you mean the Shudder exclusive movie Scare Me, the uh-huh. horror comedy Insta classic? written <laughs> produced and starring josh rubin yes that scare me uh-huh That that's funny all right marcus was there another I scare like me scary.
1: i kept seeing posters for like a skeleton with sunglasses and i was yeah, very there's another confused is that there's a another different scare movie? me out there
2: there's another scare me out there yeah uh,
1: okay i'm, I, I'm there's glad there's i
2: watched the right one. one so scary movies i love scary movies but you're the scary movie boy there's not a lot of scary movies you've seen I've seen that you haven't because mm-hmm. it's your thing, but Joseph made me watch scary movies growing up all the time. So here I was during this plot party and I got a full-on stank of the block. <laughs> so much so that I was staying in a hotel down here in New York City in Tribeca mm-hmm. and I needed things to watch. And there I was on Amazon looking at stuff and I was like, oh, I heard about this film from like comedy people. Let me check it out. I was fucking blown away. Marcus, I think Telling scary stories is something that I love. I don't even know if you know this about me. I Because it's not something that we do. But the thought of sitting around the campfire and making up or telling ones you already know of scary stories is something that I really love. And here's why. Growing up, my sister used to read me the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Oh. Like She would sit me down and and scare me. And she would read them and do a creepy voice and jump out and touch me at the right moments to make mm-hmm. me jump. And... You know, scary stories is like a, a big part of my childhood, and it's something that I love to do. I, eventually, I want to do voiceover, and I want to act professionally, and being able to act in something of a, a scary thing, it's a dream of mine. It's so melodramatic and big, and you're, you don't have to worry about those things. And for, this, for me, when I watched this movie, it encapsulated that feeling, right? That feeling of telling a scary story, getting someone to listen to your words that certain way. And above all else, the reason I do this podcast, the reason I'm an actor is because I'm a storyteller, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I pride myself on being. That's what I want to do. People ask me what you want to do. And I give vague answers sometimes. And I'm like, well, I want to be an actor. I want to do voiceover. I want to do this and that. But really, what it comes down to is I want to be a storyteller. I love telling people stories. I love having people be, you know, engrossed in the words that I'm saying in the way that they are in this movie. Uh, And when I walked away from this film, I was just blown away by how much... Did with such a small cast how much mm-hmm. he did with such a tight script how much he did because this guy Josh Rubin I don't know if you know he's a comedy guy as in he has done a lot of stuff with college humor and sketch stuff like that like he's a sketch writer and an improv writer. Or you don't read improv. You know what I mean? He's an improviser. <laughs> I would hope and he's not
1: an improv writer. You know,
2: he he comes he comes up through UCB yeah. and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. that's like who he is. And and you can tell right away with how he acts and how he writes. But you know, seeing someone like that, seeing someone do the thing that I'm doing now at the magnet, doing sketches and improv mm-hmm. and taking all of what he learned and putting it down and making a movie, that's
1: the dream. Yeah. I could see that. I I watching this movie. I won't get into too much right now, but watching this movie, I saw so much of why you like the movie. We do this a lot. We've been doing this for a long time now, and there there aren't a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I 100% this is a Nick movie. You know? Like, there's like, oh, this is a good movie, or this is a movie like, oh, he likes rom-coms. I can see why he likes this. But this was like a Nick movie. I was like, this is like, it's almost so spot on Nick that I was like, "It." I I I would understand if he was offended if I didn't like. it. You know what I mean? You know when, when something is so like kind of your jam that you're like, oh no, please, please Marcus. like it because it's me a little bit. That's how I. Marcus, you're
2: I not the first me. person I've made watch this film. I uh-huh. made Joseph watch this film, and he said the goddamn exact same thing you just did. And then I just made, and then I just made Lexi watch the film. Yeah, as in I made her watch it. So she could watch the stream tonight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And her response was, let me find it. She said, I stand by the fact that I like it way more than I like Psycho Gorman, oh. but I am like, but, but am I, like, gonna tell people to watch it? No. Am I like, <laughs> whoa, what a movie? Also no. But I can't see how someone who likes these types of movie would enjoy it. Yep. So.
1: That's funny. You know, everyone's on the same page.
2: <laughs> everyone's on... You know what? Honestly, it brings me so much joy. I mean, it would bring me more joy if everyone just fucking loved the movie. But it yeah. brings me so much joy that people get. You know what? You know, you're always searching for people to get you, right? 100%. Yeah. And I feel very blessed. I feel super blessed because I have you. Uh, I just got Lexi. <laughs> 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 I got I got Joseph. Yeah. And you are all people who, like, I, I know, even when I'm having a bad day, if I'm not being my best as a friend or as a person, I know you guys get me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that. You talk to random people about their friendships and their relationships, and some of them don't have people that just, like, get them. They still cry alone at night because nobody understands them. That
1: is v- very I, and, bleak and, and, I, and very sad And <laughs> I reality. still I
2: still cry alone at night, but I know I could pick up the phone, I could call you, barely yeah. explain why I'm crying, and you would know. Yeah, You yeah, would yeah. get it. I get that. And that's super special. So it the fact nice. that you see this in the movie about wow. me and about that, oh, what a nice way to
1: Way to make this such a genuine, overly sincere moment. <laughs> great now
2: shit on my movie
1: also uh shout out to dash 9442 for donating a dollar to the chat guys if you want to donate there's a donate button you can donate while watching we appreciate it helps us out a lot just click it Just click 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 clickity click so this movie as you said earlier was written directed and starred in by josh rubin who i actually know from game what's that game show game changer on college humor oh yeah game changer yeah he was a really really funny episode where they had to do sound effects for animals if you're he was like a pro it was hilarious guys the purpose of the show is you they don't know the rules the contestants don't know the rules of the show so they go on and they have to figure out the rules of the show in order to win the game so in this one they had to do sound effects and it was very very funny there's a part one it's just two parts to it and i highly recommend you go check it out and watch that
2: i love the fact that there's two parts because they didn't know, and they came in for the second episode, and they all their old points showed up, and they're like, "Oh, we're still playing the same game."
0: Yeah, <laughs> it
1: was very, very good. Oh, you linked to it in the chat? I, I, I did. Nice.
2: That was quick, Lincoln. That was good. Okay. I'm Quick Lincoln. That's what they call me. So his character in the
1: movie, his name is Fred, and it, he is a struggling actor, a struggling writer, and he goes to a mountain uh, cabin. To try to write a play or something, something about. Usually, you know, we don't like to do this idea. going step
2: by step, but there's so little in this movie that there's, I think it's totally. There's necessary. nothing in the
1: movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's like. There's nothing. In <laughs> there's nothing. In the movie. Maybe change your words. Maybe change your words. Buddy. No, there's Why nothing
1: we... in the movie so we have to go step by step at least in the beginning and then we can talk about kind of general because when you feels. explain the
2: movie it's like people tell stories that's the end yeah
1: like it takes one second people are telling stories and then it's over great we did it but
2: that's why i like it i love that i love how simple that is I totally you know get it. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i totally get it i totally get it i was like like i said earlier i saw
1: you in the film i was like this is nick this is like one of your dreams like if you made something like oh, we, this we've talked about it yeah yeah i could totally see you doing this and i totally understand it But that being said, I have a million issues with this movie. (laughs) Oh no! uh, All of them as best as
2: possible. Well, we can start at the beginning. Fred's driving up with the cabbie. Goes
1: with the cabbie in the thing. They're making jokes. She's also a writer. He's like kind of rolling his eyes at her as she's telling him about her writing. I kind of liked that as establishing him as a douche, but it was also a little too meta because he is the one writing the narrative. So it was like. Yeah. You're kind of talking shit on her, even though you are this person who is in the car that is actually want to hear. Want to hear.
2: Want to hear one more. One more step. <laughs> Rebecca Drysdale, who's the driver, yeah, is like was like lead writer on the Tonight Show, <laughs> so she's like also a writer and yeah. comedian yeah, yeah. and writes very well. That's funny.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah. then, so then he goes and he's so kind of douchebag about it, and he's like, uh, blah, blah, "You write," blah, blah. and then they, he makes it to the cabin. He goes, he's having trouble writing. <laughs> He meets an actual famous writer played by played Cash. Played
2: by Ia Cash, yeah. Uh,
1: her name is Fanny. and Who is hot
2: right now off the heels of the boys. Yes,
1: yeah, she's very good. She's a very good actress. And she wrote a book called Venus. And it's a horror thing. And he's also a horror writer. So he's like, oh, shit, you're a person. Let me try to, like, mingle with you. And it doesn't seem well, to go well.
2: Well, also, right away, so he goes to this cabin to, like, write, right? Very yeah. classic writers going to a cabin to be alone, to write. Mm-hmm. And then I, I really love how he did this shot. So he, the shot is here with with Fred. He's running, like, outside, just getting some fresh air. And then he just kind of stops awkwardly and, like, kind of waves and it pans over. And then you see Aya Cash's character, Fanny. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm Fred. And she's like, I didn't ask your name. <laughs> and it yeah. was that awkward. I love that mm-hmm. awkward exchange of, oh, we're both up here out in the wilderness. And some people are like, I crave attention. Hey. And mm-hmm. the other person's like, I'm here to avoid everyone. Fuck you. Sure.
1: But also the fact that that is terrifying as a woman to just kind of like be alone on a road with a creepy guy who's just like yeah. waving at you. That's terrifying. That was yeah, the only moment of genuine horror in the whole film. No, it wasn't. There was more. There was it could, later. It's scary. <laughs>
2: well, it, well, it's not a. It's not a. It's this movie's weird because it's a scary movie, but it's not a horror film.
1: Yeah, it's or a horror it's a horror film. film, but
2: it's not a scary movie. I don't know one of those.
1: It is a horror comedy where ninety five percent of it is comedy, and then at the end, the last couple of minutes are
2: horror. Yeah. Well, it's like a meta commentary on horror, right? That's the mm-hmm. whole shtick of it. Yeah. No, but go on.
1: And then they go, he goes back to his cabin, it's nighttime, and then she's like she just shows up. Which, and the power goes out. And the power goes out. But it just feels so out of nowhere. She has no reason to be there. She is a famous fucking writer. She has like Her power went out. So his dude so is his. When
2: your power when your power goes out, you want to make sure that you just go power goes to a out. stranger's house and you're like, you're hey, not a stranger. They, he introduced hang. himself on the by the oh, water. Oh yeah, of course. Spread. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. No,
2: no, no one would do There's this. There's no one else for miles.
1: Guess, it just, yes, you no would. No one would do this. Fuck you. Okay, just fuck short, you. No, your, I'm already. already. First out. argument of the podcast. Nick, you have your lights ever gone out and you went to your neighbor's house just to hang out?
2: Yes. You're from New no, York you didn't City. Know? I, I, no, you know them. They're your neighbor. Okay, well, that's because you live in the middle You're of nowhere. You're in New nowhere. York City. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of the middle. Let me tell you, hey, somebody who lives out in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. to talking to someone who does not ever have yeah. lived in the middle of nowhere. This this might happen. <laughs> Absolutely no chance on how a woman puts herself in a stranger's <laughs> house during a blackout. Dash 9442.
1: I agree. It's wild. It's like, it was just crazy. it, it was like we get over it. They meet and they have they have like friend chemistry a little bit where she's kind of being a dick to him and he's kind of taking it because she's famous. And so it, it's immediately you get over it
2: i buy that a woman like this the one that they presented to us in the film would do this that is not something that i contend with at all because there are dumb people who would go fucking well there's only one other cabin and i met the guy and maybe he's got lights and there yeah, are got dumb something people that feed. would
1: do that and it is also a very horror movie to do something so stupid and put yourself in a, an immediate that nature. is also
2: very true so that is a very it is and horror. it is
1: of the genre to have done that but,
2: but i'll concede this point please move on <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay and then they, they just start telling stories he's like oh i'm a writer and she's he wants to know more about her writing and yep. they sit by the fire and they just tell ghost stories for the rest i love of the this
2: because she presents it like a game she's like scare me yeah and that's the, that's the title of the movie she does it, she says the title she of the looks movie, at the camera
1: and she's like scare me and then the movie <laughs> starts credits roll yeah yeah, but then they start telling scary stories and he starts telling a story about a werewolf because she's like, what are you working on? And he's talking about the werewolf thing. And then she makes him do voices and makes him do uh, characters and sound effects and all this stuff and to bring the story alive. And then slowly the film uses some like effects to kind of bring it to life. Like they'll change voices. they'll They showed the hand of the werewolf coming through the doorway and things like that to kind of like add to the story that they tell and how many stories, stories do they tell like three or four something like that five or six okay so they tell a couple stories Werewolf, throughout the whole thing the
2: old lady the troll they told venus the concert. five or six
1: okay but yeah so there's an amount of stories they go through all of them and then there's varying degrees of effects in place i liked one story more than all of the rest because i feel like they put it, i don't know it was just it was cohesive in a, in a fun way. But the rest of them were interesting until they weren't. You know? Like, there was a time limit I had on my attention span. Like, this movie is not good for people with bad attention spans. Because yeah. while they are great storytellers and, like, they are really fucking good actors, especially, like, Aya Cash. Like, she is incredible in this film. It is still just two people telling stories. And yeah. it is hard to... Without like effects or without them diving into it more, it's hard to like. It's so be hard. In yeah, it. it's hard to yeah. pay attention. So I understand. Mm-hmm. I pictured you in bed, sick and for you, coping. and for you, they almost did it. <laughs> <I> so imagine <laughs> how I felt. I had to go back a lot because I was like, I have like my eyes would. I've never watched and a movie has never transported me somewhere else like this movie has. Not in the way that you're <laughs> thinking through toy <laughs> storytelling, but in the way that I've glazed over and my mind was gone. It was like elsewhere and I was just thinking about other shit and I was like, no, focus. This is for the podcast. And i have to go back, watch a little bit more and like, but I found myself doing that a lot. And it was like, it felt, I never, not, not many times in this podcast have I had to like force myself to be like fucking like the scene in Clockwork Orange and just have my it. eyes fucking open like that, watching the movie the whole time, but I did it. I did it. I watched this movie <laughs> and I'm
2: proud of myself. There's a lot of things I have to say to response to everything okay. you just said. Okay. I'm gonna start with I think I mean, first I think it's hard because I feel that same I felt similarly when I had to watch Psycho Gorman. It's hard yeah. to watch things for the show, right? Like if you had just come across this on a Friday night when you felt like really watching a movie and, and that you randomly heard about, maybe it would have been different. I disagree, but I, I would but, say for me it's but, never
1: been a problem watching stuff for the show. That's that didn't in factor into this.
2: I, I think it's funny because you're saying you're saying that it's a flaw of the movie, you know, that it's just two people talking. But that, that's like for me, that's like the whole thing. That's why it's so cool because yeah, I get it. that that doesn't happen. You know, you don't it's like a play, right? Like, oh, this this would go really well in like a play. Like this is something yeah. that we could see in a black box theater. with just like a couple the whole people. Time, like
1: I was watching it against because I watched it last week and I was like, OK, like. And then I was watching it again today because I was like, I want to, like, refresh on it and make sure I know So good you watched about.
2: it twice. Understood, yes.
1: Oh, I couldn't get through it. I just watched, like, the parts that I remember liking and then certain other parts uh, that I wanted to make points on. But I, I, the whole time I'm seeing this, I was like, this feels like a fucking play. This does not feel like a movie. Yeah. This did not need to be a movie at all. This was, this would have been so much fun. Like just a random black box theater. You're walking in New York City late at night looking for something to do with your friends, and you see a play, and you're like, oh, there's a play happening. You guys want to like walk in? This seems like something that your friend would invite you to or be in because they're like, hey, I'm in a play. And it's like $10. It's like I'm, I'm happy to be acting again. And it's like in this little theater. In Brooklyn,
2: (laughs) I make funny voices and make scary sounds. Yeah,
1: that's what it feels like. It feels very intimate and in like not Mm. improv theater. What a positive,
2: great word, intimate. Yes, Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) I'm trying.
2: (laughs) You're so good. You're doing so well, Marcus. I just want to say, it feels
1: like a very intimate movie where you're like in the room with these people, and that's I I liked that, but I also didn't need that from a movie. Movie. I feel like if you told me you were you wrote this and you put it on or like you were in this show and it was in a theater i'd be like fuck nick that was great that was amazing i was like captivated the whole time because in a theater they take away the things that are distracting to you you know what i mean And in a movie it's a little harder to do that because there's you you have your cell phone you have other things that you could look at you have other ways of entertaining yourself but when you're in a theater so you're strange. in a play there are only the elements the only the actors only what they can present to you on stage and well only what they can do with their body especially in like a black box setting or a smaller theater
2: so in a movie like in a movie like buried right did you see that buried with Ryan Reynolds no well the whole movie is him in a box <laughs> like he got buried alive and hits him like <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the phone, yeah. like trying to or a movie like what's another one of these kinds of movies <sighs> I don't know do you always feel this way when it's like a small intimate play like movie like have you ever watched a no. Neil the like movie that was that was a play or something I I like feel that? like
1: I've seen movies that have been plays and those have been fine cuz they they usually use that's my thing I think the, those things use the fact that it is a, it is a movie and they use the medium well and I don't know if this necessarily did that I don't think it used the medium to the maximum capacity like if we in the stories slowly like went into sort of like a drunken history thing where like, you know how they're talking oh, over sure. the stories and then you see yeah. the actors acting them out. If they did that, I feel like that would have been a lot more captivating would have been interesting. The stories themselves are good. This guy writes several good stories that are like funny and entertaining
2: and, and interesting. And the to watch. dialogue's and fun and quick and the, nice. The
1: dialogue is fun and, and the acting is great. Like I said earlier, but it's just missing the, the elements that make it need to be a movie.
2: It's almost as if the fact that they had a small budget and it was impressive what they did with it is like an... I'm sorry, that was Psycho Gorman. <laughs> what I mean to say is... Yeah, Psycho Gorman was, was impressive as
1: fuck! Do you see that? What they made with that? Look, if you want to compare the two, go ahead. Because Psycho Goreman was like, yes, this, if this guy wrote Psycho Gorman, Psycho Gorman would have been better.
2: I'll be <laughs> oh my god so that would have been fucking great that would have been such a good but, movie because
1: he he captures dialogue well he, he just good job but i do feel like the creativity aspects were there in some ways but weren't in others uh i feel like I he. think okay, okay go ahead no no finish uh i was gonna say i feel like he this felt like an actor's movie like it felt like oh, yeah. actor a movie by actors for actors. In a way that, as someone not in the world, I couldn't find myself to be you're so close drawn to. The
2: world.
1: I get it, but I'm you're... not like you know how I feel I about get
2: it. No, you're right. Some people <laughs> in
1: you're the world, right. you know, right. and and I think that's what it is. Like, it felt like an actor showcase. It was like, I want to, sh- it felt like him being like, I want to show what I can do.
2: I'm trying to find the budget, but I can't. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing like, this budget was totally smaller than Psycho Gorman, right? Because the only. Here's, this is why I like this movie because this is the pinnacle of what someone can do with this, right? But, like, but they was this didn't budget? Do, that's true. But no, was this no, budget but, but, like no, small
1: no, before? Because you don't need anything to do this. This was like a $10 movie other than paying out cash. Saying.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, it feels to me like the top tier of what I could do. Like I could go call up my actor buddies of mine, write a script, find somebody that was pretty good at filming. And put it on at someone's and we ran out of Airbnb and we filmed for like a week. And I feel like we could get this film. <laughs> so right?
1: you're saying if that you it, could do this?
2: No, no, no. No. If if everything was like peak, right? If uh-huh. I was at the peak of my if I got friends that were at their peak, like mm-hmm. but that that thing that I'm describing is something that people in people in my community do all the time, right? Um, I've done it. Yeah. You've seen me do it. You've seen things I've made, trying to do it, trying yeah. to be like this, trying to do what I can to get up to that level. And for me, when I watch this, it feels like that with someone getting it at the top. It doesn't feel like a Jordan Peele movie. It feels like a Magnet Improv UCB group put something together and fucking nailed it.
1: Yeah, I, there. I see that. 100%. You know, I agree with you 100% yeah. on that. Like, I yeah, but, I, I,
2: like... but I, I all your points are they make sense to me. But yeah. I, I put it in such a different category in my head.
1: I think it's us. I, I feel like we're it, we're we see it the same way, but I think mm. it appeals to you, whereas the same oh, well, kind yeah. of thing do, doesn't appeal to me necessarily. Just because I'm not that's in the a world, good like I yeah. like I said, like I agree with you 100. This does feel like a, an intimate, like black box kind of play, and that's cool. But I'm not that's watching. That's what you play, want to do. And that's not what 99. I want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
2: understand. <laughs> you know? I get it.
1: Whereas you're like, that fuck makes, yeah, this is the peak. This is my friends. This guy. This feels like something. That's a cheap. I know. Board. I've
2: seen this guy on YouTube videos. I've seen him in yeah. sketches, and here's him. And he wrote this, and he did it, and he's directing yeah. it. Like he's doing yeah. it. You know, it's also like a little
1: aspirational for you, right? Like you're involved. Oh the yeah, world totally. You're, you're following yeah. a lot of the same tracks. You have a lot of the same goals as this guy. Like there is a path that I could do this.
2: Yeah. There is a a path that I write something or be friends with somebody that makes a movie or something. And I get here.
1: Yeah. There's a party that watches this and you're like, okay, like I could maybe do this. I could see myself doing this. And because of that, though, it's also like speaks to you in a different way. Cause it's also like becomes a little bit of a goal or it becomes something for you to like pocket and be like, this is something that I could achieve too. I need to
2: talk. I need to talk to the fans for a second. Guys. (laughs) I need you all to fucking give kudos to Marcus because he did not like this film, but he's fucking sitting here and going beat by beat, pulling it apart, trying to figure out and understand me on a fundamental level. And honestly, it makes me want to fucking cry because this guy is so fucking sweet. Because he understands this isn't like Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman was a fun, schlocky thing thing that was dumb that he laughed at, that he kind of liked. And he wanted me to maybe laugh, and I didn't, and it was no big deal. But he sees that when I watch this film, it's, like, important to me and, like, who I am. And he's fucking sitting here fucking trying to explain that to you guys. Save my butt when you watch a movie you're not going to like and saying, no, guys, (laughs) this is why Nick likes it, and this is why we need to respect him and all i gotta say is y'all gotta get someone like fucking marcus i thank can't you, you. i can't i like fucking wow just applause applause but but, but we also, keep shitting on it we keep saying it but like applause
1: but that's why we do this right like i feel like yep. that's what sets this this isn't necessarily a review podcast it's a review podcast about things we like and care about and they're meaningful yep. to us so we really get to the heart of why we cared about it you know like we could just review every fucking new movie that comes out but like if we don't give a shit about it, why would why we? And guys,
2: it? if you want to see that, just let us know at patreon.com <laughs> slash not to this cast. We will do it whenever you want. Let us know.
1: But also, we're fucking self. So if you guys want, we'll do it right now.
2: <laughs> Marcus, do you have any um like experience? Like, I don't know. Did you tell scary stories to Matthew growing up? Oh, or, God. I know this you sounds- didn't go to camp. We've oh. talked about this.
1: It sounds like a transition to, to a game. But, no, no, I have a
2: <laughs> I have a list of questions when there's a when there's oh, a pause. Oh, okay, of, that's like, good. That's nice. <laughs> I'm prepared. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, no. Um, there's I things. Say, there's things to talk about from the movie that aren't just the movie. That's you know, fair. What that is-, is a scary story? Is an important part of this film. I, I
1: I didn't used to tell scary stories per se, but hmm. my brother and I used to have a bunk bed oh. in one of our apartments on Noble Avenue,
2: I think it was, and. He shout out one time in Noble. <laughs>
1: shout out Noble Avenue in the Bronx, and he would have a hard time sleeping. So sometimes mm. he would ask me to tell him stories, like from underneath the bunk of the bunk bed. I was on the bottom; Aww. he was on the top. So it, I was looking at him, but he couldn't see that I was looking. I was looking through the bars. Um, so I would tell him a story, and I would have to make. I made it up every night, and I tried to make up a new one. He didn't want me to read Aww. to him. He didn't want any of that stuff. He wanted me to tell him a story. Well, Marcus, it sounds
2: like you have a little experiments telling scary stories. So let's see how you do tonight. Roll the clip. God damn it. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia. Now trivia. Now trivia.
1: Now trivia this. Hey, we're back. I tried to be quicker on
2: the the, uh, coming back. Oh, okay. You did great. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Marcus. Today, we're doing... Now try a scary story. Wait, do it again. Marcus. Do it clean. Today we're doing Now try a scary story. Wow, what a name for a game. You, you, were, you, were, <laughs> you were speaking so you were you were so high, the mic was cutting you oh, off. I didn't sorry. hear your exclamations.
1: Sorry, 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 uh,
2: sorry. Marcus, what we have today is, well, you should feel special. Mm-hmm. I wrote you a little scary story. You wrote me a scary story? I wrote wow. a scary story specifically with you in mind.
1: That's interesting.
2: And it's called... What the fuck did I decide to name this <laughs> uh, Please, sir. More horror.
1: Oh, I like that. I, You know, I thought and you I, were going to... I thought you were going to make go me tell a story. Like, I try to... Th- Think about what the I game I put might you take. so in the
2: spot. I put you so on the spot so many times. Last 100%. Weeks, I figured. <laughs> but, but you're not completely off the hook. So I wrote oh, okay. you a scary story. Okay. It's in seven parts. After each part, I want you to try to guess and figure out where the story is going to go. So write the scary story. And okay. you get a point if you're close. And if you don't, you don't get a point.
1: Okay. There's okay.
2: a possibility of six points.
1: I got this. And if you
2: impress me, maybe there's bonus points. I don't know. I'm going
1: to get all the points. Just letting well, you know. Anyway. Now. Bonus Are you ready otherwise? to
2: hear... Your special tailored scary story. I am ready. More horror. This is going to be spooky. Tuck yourself in because we're about to get fucking voiceover fucking horror story. Nick, you ready?
1: Uh, Yeah, let's go. Okay. Ready for a scary story.
2: It was dark. Penelope didn't like a single light on while we slept, which always made it feel as though the sun had lost the war by the time night fell. While Penelope dreamt of landscapes and snowfalls, I had nightmares. I willed my eyes shut and reached for my wife, trying to steal a bit of her slumber, but when I reached out, I felt nothing. Nothing but empty covers and a cold pillow. Penny? My voice echoed out without a response. She couldn't have just gone to the bathroom. I'd been lying here awake this whole time. As I sat up and tried to adjust my eyes to the darkness, I was caught off guard. It was not pitch black anymore. There was a red light radiating out from underneath the doorway
1: oh i nick i'm gonna i'm gonna i don't want to interrupt your flow but sometimes i feel i i do feel like i'm gonna comment on some of the
2: (laughs) you can this is your time you can say anything you want with
1: your no 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 i i might i might interrupt you next time the comment on
2: things you won't be able to interrupt me next okay okay because
1: he reached out to grab her sleep great line great fantastic work. Um, but also the fact that it was a that's physical I reaching out say. is kind of scary what was he gonna do to her
2: just grab her like you you never reach out and like cuddle with darren if you're like having a, you reach oh out and like roll no
1: because she's gonna kick me oh she's
2: one of those <laughs> one of those yeah that's fair yeah that's fair <laughs> marcus where's the story going okay now remember there's seven parts so there's there's build-up it's a slow progression you know these stories we we're not going to get to it right away but what's what's going to happen next what's happening with for good old main character one that doesn't have a name main character one i don't know what's his name what's his name
1: uh, kyle all
2: right kyle what's happening with kyle and penny over here
1: kyle she got up and he forgot that he installed um google lights and that she changed him to red so that way they don't affect her eyes as much as she makes her way to the bath. And that's what the red light is. Or, no, he's he's in bed, right? He said he was in bed. He didn't fall asleep in the office and the red light is the exit sign.
2: That's kind of what's happening. yeah. Wait, the
1: exit sign? Well,
2: it's not an exit sign. There's just a red light radiating out. Oh, okay.
1: But he's not the office. He know what
2: is. He's, not, he's at he's home. He's in his bed. Okay. Marcus, it's not fair that only I get to re- read you a scary story. So I uh-huh. asked for a little help from my friends. Oh. Next part of the story is going to be read by Tori Smith.
3: I rubbed my eyes three times, guessing my insomnia was playing a trick on me, and each time I looked back at the door, I saw the same red glow. Before I could decide what to do, the door flung open. Penelope was standing there with a can of Diet Coke. What? I was thirsty. When we were back in bed, Penelope rolled towards me as if to ask a question, but turned her back to me, only saying... You shouldn't rub your eyes. It turns things red. I reached out again in the darkness, but again, she was not there. And again, as I looked towards the door, the red light met my sight with the same dull crimson glow it showed me before. This time I went to the door and reached for the handle. It was hot.
2: Oh. Wow. All right, Marcus. Um, oh, wait, who second... a that? That was, was Tori that? Smith. Shout out at Worldwide Blind. Shout
1: out to Worldwide Blind, Tori Smith.
2: Uh, what, what do you what do you think of the story so far? We, he's rubbing his eyes. It was just Penelope in the doorway, but. But then she disappeared again. The red clothes black. Black, and when he touched the door handle, it was hot. What, what's happening, Mark?
1: Um, I'm gonna say it's probably a Home Alone gag. You know where he put the hot like. Thing on the handle, so that way he would burn his hands, so the intruder can get in. I think Macaulay Culkin is in the house playing some games on people. That's my guess. This is a home alone situation. Is that your final guess? Uh, let's see. Hot doorknob is not okay. Let me access my horror movie knowledge. Right? Yeah, Marcus, you know okay. horror movies. Hot doorknob. Where am I going?
2: And you know me. Okay. I wrote this.
1: It's not a Where ghost because ghosts, ghosts are cold, famously, right? So we're not looking for a ghost kind of deal. It's the devil the devil's hot it could be the devil but that seems too big that's too big that's mm, too
2: big too, big. too not, yeah so, we're not only nice. on part three yeah.
1: yeah yeah the devil's too big what does he want with kyle nothing okay does this doesn't have anything to do with kyle kyle's a boring guy but you know who it is i'm thinking two people one sasquatch okay everyone knows he's got hot hands all that fur it makes your hands hot as fuck okay so he's trying to open the doorknob he jiggled it the friction and the natural heat of the big uh, foot's hands made it hot or other theory Shrek swamps
2: are famously hot
1: also big hands big hot hands
2: you you don't have any points yet (laughs) but let's let's see if maybe you'll get one this time okay okay oh and also uh, I couldn't just let Tori have the fun Uh, this is brought to you by another friend
1: oh look at it I don't like you having friends we are going to talk about that
0: Oh, Sam. I opened the door, there was nothing on the other side. It's just a dark hallway, same as it should be. And I walked towards the stairs. They were the same as they should be. But when I walked down the stairs, nothing was as it should be. The house looked aged. The place seemed older as if years had gone by and the floor was muddy as if a swamp had leaked into the side door. And then there was the noise. Was this thumping. At first I thought it was just the quickening of my heartbeat, but as I descended down the stairs, the thumping sound became clearer. And, you know, I would say what I thought the sound was, but it was really as if the walls themselves were beating. As I walked barefoot through the mud and sludged through the vicious waste. That's when I saw it. Standing as if to say that I couldn't exit to the front door. Standing as if to say that I could never leave.
1: (laughs) Oh no, wow. Oh no. Oh, shout out Kyle's to Zach! I trouble. miss him. See, out, shout out to me.
2: Zach Bryant. Good memories for helping us out with that. Thank you so much. What an actor.
1: Good. That was good. I I mean, hey, very talented people you've gotten to be on this, but I still don't know what's going on. So they're not good enough, is what I have <laughs> to say. And I blame their acting. That's what it was.
2: Yeah, it wasn't my writing. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely it was definitely their performance. So I can't. I mean, me.
1: I still I have nothing deterring me from my uh, Shrek theory. Okay.
2: Is this the way we're going to stay? or No, maybe... no, no. Okay, okay.
1: I think uh, this is pandemic-related. I think this is all quarantine.
2: Okay. the swamp, you think the muddiness is, has to do with a metaphor for the germs? and.
1: Wait, did he say swamp?
2: Yeah. Uh, the whole floor was muddy as if a swamp had... Uh, it's
1: Shrek. I'm sticking with Shrek. I'm sticking with Shrek. It's Shrek. The red light was... Um... God, I don't know what the red light was. He, he has... Uh, do not cross, like, sh- 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 beware of ogre sign. That's red.
2: Well, Marcus, let's find out. It's oh, not right like yeah, but I, I, I only have the two friends, so I, I could it's <laughs> this, it's just, just kidding, I have tons of friends. Here's oh, another one. On.
1: Let me see if I can make this bigger if that affects anything. Oh, another friend.
4: There, standing in my way, was a man I had never seen. He was taller than me, with broader muscles and swayed with drunken stupor. It was Santa. Oh, not God the kind God. with a jolly belly and a hoeing laugh, but the kind you might see at a bar on Christmas Eve. Loose-fitting clothes with a dirty Santa hat. He only stared at me. Oh, Who are God. you? Where's if my wife? So far off. My voice was hoarse, as if I had not spoken for years. Santa smiled back, glaring as a toothy maw at me with too much satisfaction. Santa bent down and scooped up some of the goopy ground. He played with it between his fingers. Why is it it forth. He never took his eyes off of me. Do you know what color Santa bleeds? (laughs) He said with a whisper as he placed the ooze into his mouth. I opened mine to respond, but nothing came out. I suddenly tasted the sludge under my tongue. I reached up to pull it out to free myself, but he was faster than me.
2: That was great. Shout out to Aaron Gold. Oh my god! Oh man, what Aaron that, Gold. Oh, wow. Delivery.
1: The Santa voice got me. That was great. I'm in it. Him at, hey, I'm... it's
2: Aaron Gold. Wow. What? What? Nick... Whoa, Santa!
1: So, I don't know what's going. Quite... Nick, I mean, like you were, earlier, you were saying that this movie felt like something that you could do. I'm. <laughs> I'm a believer now. That was this is great. It's good stuff. I, I see it now. I see I see the talent. Right. I see I see the capability. I'm, and you I'm see the in friendship. It. Also, <laughs> as a horror fan, I'm gonna say this right now. There are too many Santa-based horror movies. I get it. You want the juxtaposition of jolly and scary, but stop it.
2: We're done. Can I be and honest? Enough. Can I be honest? Yeah. The Santa wasn't my idea, it was Lexi So <laughs> you...
1: <laughs> props to Lexi. Thank you
2: for contributing that.
1: I, was, I wasn't I far off with Shrek. A happy, you were, you large were. creature.
2: Yeah. You know what? I'll give you a point. I'll give you one point. Because it's yeah. probably the only one you'll get today. <laughs> you got one point. Okay. Where, where are we going from here?
1: Okay. Now that he knows it's Santa. Okay. Santa said something about missing wife.
2: No. No. He- Kyle said, hey, Ki- where's okay. my missing wife?
1: Kyle said, hey, where's my missing wife? And Santa picked up the thing and said, do you know what color Santa bleeds? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would he it's say sad. that? <laughs>
2: I don't know what color does Santa bleed. The same color as the light.
1: Wait, but why? Why would Santa offer up his blood? Is he gonna cut himself? I think Santa's gonna kill himself because <laughs> he's tired uh-huh. of being Santa Claus, and we're working under the Santa Claus rules, where if you kill Santa, you become Santa. So he's gonna make this man kill him so he can stop being Santa. Okay, well that's
2: my guess. Well, here's the thing: there's just uh, there's three parts left, but I. All joking aside, I, I did have to. I didn't. I, I didn't let people know fast enough. I do have to do these last ones by myself. <laughs> um, so, just kidding. Here's another friend. Uh, I
1: knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Too many friends.
3: I woke up. Hearing the same wall beating thud, thud, thud. But this time, I was on my back, covered in mud. I, I sat up. And I looked around, I was still in my home, but it was different again. This time, it looked like before I bought it. Memorabilia adorned the walls, and display cases overflowed. Apparently a famous magician had lived here. He was world-renowned for his exploits, but I never paid it any mind. I, I, I didn't believe in magic. The thud, thud, thud was getting louder. It began to sound like applause. I got up. And there, in what was once my living room, was him. The magician, performing for a room full of people. He, he was sawing someone in half. But something must have been wrong because blood was spilling out. Onto the carpet, dyeing it red, the the person was screaming, begging for him to stop. Hey! I yelled. Everything stopped. The applause, the sawing, the screaming. Every person's eyes fell on me.
1: Oh, the dramatic fade. My goodness. Love it. What a turn. (laughs) That was wild. Also, another horror-related thing. I feel like I've seen several movies where someone is in the middle of a magic show, and is sawed in half, but they're actually sawed. Gotta in half. hit the highlights.
2: Gotta hit the- Shout out to Josh Layman. Oh my god, that was very what a good. Talented friend. I'll, I
1: will say this. Pause. I mean, like, sh- pause from the the next part. I feel like I watch a lot of, I watch a lot of hard content, but I also watch a lot of like horror. Like, YouTube channels, which are a lot of people, like, reading stories and stuff like that. And I will say everyone's doing a great job. I feel like... Josh Lyman has his like own I'm podcast, guys.
2: Go listen to it. Josh swallows Broadway. He talks about his exploits uh, and talks to his friends from Broadway. Go check it out. A I'm show. a friend from Broadway. Me <laughs> Get me on that podcast.
1: Uh, What's his name, Josh? Josh, yeah. Josh, fucking... What are you doing? Get me on. All right. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. So, you blocked out. Yes. Now your home is what it used to be. There's a magician sawing someone in half, blood covering the floor, and now everyone's looking at you. Oh, my God.
1: It's good. I'm, I'm, what? that was a plot twist. For sure. Plot twist. Are you, is there another what's, thing? What's, oh, what's, I'm what's guessing. Going? What's happening? I was waiting you're for this. one. I'm guessing. enjoying this. You're, I feel like, <laughs> I watched it. I had to Canada. gamify it. It was good. I'm, I'm watching a, uh I, this guy called Corey Kenshin. Shout out to Corey. Um, and every Sunday he does spooky, scary Sundays, but he hasn't done it in like two months. So I've been like, this is this is getting my fix. So I'm just watching, like, oh yeah, cool. Rewarded Where's the story me. going, Marcus?
2: I need to okay. try to give you a point here. So
1: he is in the middle of a magic show, right?
2: And but everything so, stops. Everyone
1: right? stops and looks at him. He's not wearing any pants because it's a dream. Okay. And in dreams,
2: you're not wearing pants.
1: And That's also he has of- a boner. That's my guess.
2: All right. Uh no, no. No uh how's no how, how this is the no last place? this is oh, the okay, last friend. Okay. okay. This is the last friend. Uh I did leave the last one for myself, so this is the last okay. friend. Uh here we go.
5: I don't know what I was supposed to do, but what I did do was run. My muddy feet slapped on the floor as I ran out the door. The house's red glow dimmed as I ran through the streets trying to escape this nightmare. I was unsure how far I'd run, but my legs were beginning to ache, so I stopped. And slip. Slap. Slump, the sound of my feet were not alone. I turned behind me, and there, right behind me, was Penny. (gasps) Though it wasn't mud that was caked onto her feet. It was the blood that was rushing from the gaping wound where the magician had just stopped short. Penny, thank God, I said as I reached out. But something was wrong. Penny let out a horrifying screech, unlike any sound I'd ever heard. She Good. charged towards me as Penelope chased me into the woods. I wondered if maybe I did rub my eyes one too many times.
1: Wow. It's Penny. <laughs> and that's why <laughs> kids uh, don't do drugs.
2: That's why. That's them.
1: the takeaway. Well, I'm, I'm shrinking your thing. Ooh, sure. Back to normal size, Nick. There you go.
2: Well, it wasn't what you guessed. It wasn't. He was indeed wearing pants.
1: He was wearing pants. He ran away in the Shout out to mud. Ro
2: Rovito, at Ro underscore Rovito. They fucking nailed it. They are very talented. Good. Thank that you was someone,
1: good. Bro. Yeah, I like the scream. I that almost was all, added my I, own I didn't, scream.
2: I, I wrote it in, mm-hmm. and I gave it to Ro specifically because I knew they would fucking nail it. What a scary scream. <laughs>
1: that was good. Okay, so he's uh, he was on stage. He runs away. There's mud. His half-sawed wife is behind him. And I feel like he's going to make it into, he's going to make it out of the mud, right? Okay. He's going to make it back to his bed and he's going to close the door behind him. Okay. Okay. And then she's going to bang on the door and bang on the door several times. He's going to try to hold it back and then locks it. He manages just to put a chair underneath it, you know, classic movie style when you want to close the door, puts a chair in front of it. And then Santa Claus comes bursting through the window and he's like, ho, 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 motherfucker. It's time to fuck and then they have sex. Because that's how it has to end.
2: Well, Marcus, that's not quite Come it, on. we're gonna
1: Nick, gimme the gimme, give
2: gimme give
1: If you're gonna write a story, it ends with sex. Marcus
2: <laughs> Tree. Tree. Another tree. They were all zooming past me as I ran through the woods, trying to escape that thing that was once my wife. When I came upon a clearing, I finally gave myself permission to stop. Although I never remembered this clearing being here before, it was actually quite beautiful in the moonlight. The brush lit up with every beam of twilight. And as I stood there trying to catch my breath, trying to piece together what this night had become, I smelled smoke. The forest instantly caught a blaze like a stovetop that had been waiting to burn your meal. I was currently surrounded by the Red Inferno with no escape in sight. I collapsed onto my knees, wondering where Penelope was, wondering why I bought that house, wondering who that Santa was. That's when I reached into my back pocket. There was the Santa hat, just as dirty and stained as before. I started to cry, letting myself weep into the hat. And as I pulled the hat away from my face. I was back in bed. The covers rolled up in my hands, tears streaming down my face. Penelope reached out to touch me, but that did not help. I knew now what must be done. I knew what the answer was. People ask me why I killed my wife. How I could use a saw against someone I loved. I always respond, On Christmas, someday, you'll see the red light. It really is magical.
1: Spooky. Wow. Guys, if you like that, uh, you can show your appreciation by (laughs) donating. <laughs> on the Twitch stream, uh, like like a stripper, Nick worked real hard. Okay, i appreciate it That was good. That was very Marcus, good, Nick.
2: Marcus, you <clears throat> you skirted by you skirted by that game's uh that game's answers so closely mm-hmm. that I think I don't know. I think I think you deserve a reward.
1: Yeah, I do. Thank I you. think.
2: After all of that, uh, forcing you to listen to all my friends uh-huh. tell a scary story, you deserve a gift. Go ahead and go knock on your bedroom door.
1: My bedroom door? In in the other room? Yes. I have to leave this? Okay. I'm leaving. No, this, this door. No. Oh, this door over here? Yes. This door? Hold on. Oh.
2: Open. Open it?
1: Don't open it. Don't open the door? Okay. Okay. <laughs> she didn't want to be on the stream
2: that's fine there's your prize oh, for uh winning now try a scary story guys if you want to hear another now try a scary story uh sign up on patreon.com slash now try this cast i like her
1: yelling thanks for the for the visit love you okay uh, what, let's see you get? let's see uh it looks like a poster we're gonna unravel it oh my god look at that it's a psycho Gorman poster. That's awesome. I love it.
2: Beautiful. That's Your awesome. Favorite. I was thinking about
1: buying this for myself. <laughs> and then I was like, where am I going to uh, put it?
2: Well, now I you don't have it. to.
1: Now I, don't have I almost to bought this.
2: you a VHS copy of Psycho Gorman, but oh, it sold out cool. instantly. Ah, yeah.
1: that, this is awesome. I love it.
2: All right, Marcus. Back to the movie. Oh, this is going to be so
1: good. I was just—I was watching a uh, podcast of a horror guy talking about movies and stuff. And he was doing an interview with uh, the small like horror creator. But... It was cool because I loved his room. It was just, it looked like Joseph's apartment or like thing that he has with all of his toys and horror stuff. I was like, I need more horror things. So I appreciate it. Thank you, Nick. That was
2: great. Uh, Can I be honest? Now this all seems way too low key after how much I fucking amped us up. It was so music. Oh my
1: God. You know what's so funny? Like, I feel like I've, like, I love doing so many things, right? Like, there's so many aspects of me that I'm like, I would love to do an anime related thing, I would love to do a video game related thing. I'd love to do a horror-related thing. But seeing that made me be like, man, I wish that there was an easier way to just, like, tell scary stories on our internet for fun.
2: Almost as if we could write a script and get three friends and rent an airbnb and get somebody who knows how to film and make a movie huh but it would have it would have a lot
1: less success than this because it wouldn't have Cash in
2: it Ooh, so uh they got something right
1: (laughs) they did they did they got Cash. she's incredible
2: she does a great job they got they got Cash before she was on the boys like this this popped off right at that same time so that's so lucky she did
1: a great job on the boys she's She's really, really really good
2: she's really fucked I, th- I love how, like, the the, the the writer that's, like, a feminist writer where it's really important to them to have, like, sectionalism and, like, point out these things yeah be a horror writer. And she had some fucking great bomb-ass lines about how white men always steal her fucking ideas because she's a horror writer and, like, hmm. fucking, like, all these, like, really good lines about all these things. She easily could have came off as, like, bitter or fucking a, a yeah. jerk or it, not <sighs> nice. But the way she played it. Yeah. You still bought into her as a person and like what she was doing. And then by mm-hmm. the end you like you're ruined for her, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I liked her as a character. I think she was good. It does take me like, it's just one of those things that like when you have a strong female lead, but the movie was written by a man and there's only like two people in it. It's kind of like, it. sometimes it feels like that takes away from it just a little bit, but it was so good. I liked her character. I liked that she was like tough and strong and that she's like, stood for what she believed in
2: you know i um we didn't talk yet about how halfway through the movie chris red shows up the pizza guy what did you think when the pizza oh, guy I love showed that. up the pizza he was guy involved? was that great Turn. so
1: so the movie for me i felt like i was i was struggling with it for a long time and then the pizza guy showed up that's the only jump scare in the whole fucking movie by the way just in case yeah. it was great it was yeah. done well and then the movie just got elevated i was like great Fuck yeah, action. Something's happening. And it was fun. I liked him a lot. I liked and the, the stories told tell from that together. point really
2: like high octane. Oh yeah. yeah it, was just, it was like really high octane after that point too. Yeah, there's
1: a my favorite story I mentioned earlier was the American Idol story. I just liked it oh, a lot. Yeah. I felt like that that's one. the one that they like they took you out of the moment. They took you out of the room the most in that yeah. um story. Which is just Blue what I wanted summer. more of. I just wanted more like transformation i wanted to like to escape and like not be in the cabin with them and like not that's the only moment where for like a second i like forgot i was in the cabin with them you know and i feel like that's that's the point of the whole thing right like storytelling powerful storytelling is how great it is i feel like they could have really used like i said earlier use the medium a bit more to tell that kind of story that's
2: fair i like how it ramped up to that moment yeah Uh, i i personally like that but i hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. the um I love Chris Redd, he was so funny, he was so random, I love that he was a fan, but I also love the turn of Fred, right, like I think Josh Rubin is doing something like, as an actor, that's really nice in this, because you get this feeling off the bat, right, that Fred is maybe not the nicest, but he's like stereotypical... White guy in a movie, right? Like he feels yeah. like that, you know. There was a um... like super, but super on purpose, right? Because as the movie's progressing, he's doing this thing where the bitterness he's having for Fanny is yeah. growing bit by bit as the movie's going, and you see it, you see yeah. it in his face, you see it in how he's telling the stories at certain points, you see it in how he's responding.
1: It's it's hard for me too. It it did take me out of the movie a little bit. It felt like some of this felt like the plight of the white man who like has privilege and is like i i want to you know be an actor and i have well, like, no, it was, the stuff to it fall back it was on saying that, that that's that. stupid
2: right and it was it saying that it was stupid yeah but it, yeah. in the
1: beginning it was kind of hard to be like oh, to you kind didn't of get that watch that, that was it. happening
2: until it was happening
1: yeah yeah i guess so i don't know it's it's still like is what's happening you know what i mean like it, it's hard to explain but he is writing this movie and i understand i'm supposed to feel a certain way about the characters but as the writer he is still that person you know like he is not the, the main I, I guess, movie. He, he's commenting on it, right? I guess so, but in a way that feels like like he doesn't
0: get it.
2: You know what I, I mean? I disagree. I, I, I guess just so. flat out disagree with you. I think he gets it. I think he gets it or else he wouldn't include the lines of what Fanny's is saying. He wouldn't include the descent of Fred. He wouldn't include the turn at the end. Yeah. He wouldn't include how you're supposed to fall in love with Crit, the delivery guy, with Carlos, and Fred doesn't like him they wouldn't do those things. You know, they would have more people on his side. If he was like, if he didn't, if he had a veil over his eyes about the fact that the plight of the white man is a stupid trope and it's done and it's, there is no plight of the white
1: man. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Then I I don't think he would make the choices he was making.
1: I get that. That's what I think. Something about it just felt, uh, the whole movie had a little bit of a tone of like, look how great I am. And I I don't know if that's just because he was so involved in all the parts of it. And that's just kind of like me seeing one person's vision, you know, like most things like have a lot of eyes on it, have a lot of, have a whole team working on shit. You're not really getting one person's distilled vision as much as you are when they are acting in it, when they are directing it and they are writing it. So i don't know normally
2: i don't know normally i would agree with you i feel like i've made that same point about things but i feel like i feel like when i watched this film i saw in how small in scope it is i i to me it feels more humble than that it doesn't feel grand and it doesn't feel braggy it feels like i'm just telling a story with my friends and it's kind of dumb right what we're doing right now is kind of dumb and he's and we're 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 showing that, right? Mm-hmm. I think it probably feels that way to you. The same way, like if you go to an improv show, it could feel that way for you, yeah. even though everyone on yeah. stage can be being a hundred percent sincere. You know, I think to do something like they're doing, to do improv, to do this kind of comedy, you have to go on stage and put yourself out there a very certain way. And sometimes, if you're not a part of it, it could come off the way you're saying. I'm. I'm that's yeah, just yeah. what me. I'm, I'm guessing of yeah, why yeah, it yeah. came yeah. off so I differently think... for the two of us. I think uh, because that's I didn't get that at all. I I got humility and you got hubris, you know. Yeah.
1: I can see that because I feel so like strange. you relate to it, right? Like there's that yeah. that like we said earlier with the whole this whole movie. Like I, there's just something missing for me that because mm-hmm. I can't relate to what it's like. Like the process of the movie is very evident in this film. Like the the plight of like the the writer himself, Josh, and like what he's kind of going through and what he want the kind of yeah. stories he wants to tell. Like you can see him trying in this film. And I feel like that is something i guess we can all relate to but specifically to acting specifically to writing specifically putting yourself out there so much i feel like you can empathize a lot more with that than i necessarily can so to me sometimes it feels like okay like what are you really trying to say here what's the point of this you know whereas you're like no i get it like he's he's he wants he's just having fun he wants to be with his friends
2: i think i think there's also an aspect of it where it's where drawing the eye towards what you're doing, I think works for some people and works, doesn't work for some. But for me, seeing these situations where, I don't know, when Fanny told him he's doing a bad job storytelling-wise, right? Like that's a self-reflection, right? That's, you know, that's commentary on, I'm sure that line is in the film because he wrote a line and there wasn't enough detail, right? He wrote a line and it wasn't good enough. And, you know, and it got called, like the like the fact of, the fact of, being a writer and trying to nail it and wanting to be a writer and not quite nailing it is just something that, um, yeah, but it's hard. I just, uh, I see it, yeah. You know?
1: I feel like it's hard for me to find the disconnect between like where the character ends and where the writer ends. Like, I that's what like, I like about it. I get that, I can mm. get that, but for me, because I don't like him so much, like, I liked this guy before I watched this movie. I was like, oh, he was so funny in that thing, I'm excited to see what he made. And then watching this, I was like, it was hard for me to separate like where the character that he wrote uh, over sex with the, the writer himself. Like, what is the overlap of those two things? And should I not like this person? Is he writing a story about himself? And, like, maybe the, the, the like, bad parts of how he feels and how it could potentially turn out if he let it snowball? Which is interesting, you know? But, I don't know, it, it's, it feels like the act, the, the character, not the actor, but the character is... Uh, a white man failing in a white man's world, you know what I mean, and he's having to deal with that odd struggle. And I don't
2: know. It's- and I and I think he's saying that that's not a struggle. That Fred's an asshole, and that's why. Like Fanny has that line near the end of the film, right, where she literally yeah. says, "People steal my steal my ideas all the time, but you know what I do? I do it fucking better." And she's like pleading with Fred. She's like, "Fred, if you want to be a writer, just fucking do the work. Just fucking do the work." You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I where it's, it's like the woe is the woe is me narrative. Mm-hmm. The movie is saying is wrong. Yeah. You know? It's
1: interesting. It's interesting because I feel like mm. I do see that in the film, and I see that that's the story he's trying to write. And I just wonder how much of that, like, is from his own feelings about it. And I, mm. like you said, he is also writing her dialogue too, so he is he is commenting on it as well. It just also reminds yeah, me. Also- it's oh, also so, he
2: produced this movie, right? So yeah. like he, this is his baby. It wasn't yeah. like Shutter hired him to make this movie; he made sure. this movie, and Shutter bought it. You know, yeah. so like it premiered at Sundance, and Shutter bought it. That's how that works. You know, like you and I could bring a movie to Sundance.
0: We
1: could.
2: We just have to make. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, those <laughs> okay. independent film things are no. I'm yeah. saying, like that's that's how it works. Like I did you not pay know that. the entrance fee, but like you you the, all the movies that go to Sundance are people made the movie, and then at Sundance they get bought by Amazon. Mm. So like. Yeah, the Manchester's by the seas and Big sick. fucking one night in Miami's and all those fucking yeah, yeah. movies like that are on Amazon and Netflix and things like that. They they usually get made and then they get bought. Okay, you know? but interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, disagree that. Like,
1: I think that they did a great job. Like, uh, I think Ayakash and uh, was his name Josh, Josh Rubin, Chris Red, Josh Rubin. Yeah, did a great job. Like, I I think that like as a showcase for his own work, he was like, it, the the dialogue works the this this, he is interesting i feel like when you get into it and when those moments where it does pull you in like you can tell that he worked hard on it there's a lot of passion put into it but at the same time i just like i i I just needed more like i said earlier it just i mean we both agreed on it like it felt like a play it felt like something i would go see at like a, a, a small theater in the city or something but it didn't necessarily feel like it needed to be a movie but I'm happy it exists. I'm glad it brought you You're some what? joy. You cut out what? Oh, I said I'm happy oh. it exists. I'm glad it brought you joy. <laughs> and I don't I don't hate right. it. I would never be like, this is like absolute garbage. And like, no one should ever watch this. Like, I totally understand people liking this. I I mean, have you recommended this to like your um, improv group?
2: I, I've recommended it to, to three people now. You, Joseph, and Lexi. And you all said, well, I understand what you <laughs> so, so maybe I'm just wrong.
1: <laughs> no but uh, i
2: we're not you remember what it thing. came out it was, big, it was a big like indie darling people liked it but
1: we're not people in that world right like this is uh, true you recommended it to three people who are like not at all involved in the
2: thing and can't relate to this yeah, i've recommended it to improv people but none of them have checked it out yet
1: okay guys improv people thanks for participating if you're listening to this I hope you are. Go f- watch the film for Nick. He's a great guy.
2: <laughs> I just want to talk about, before we wrap up, the ending. Because we haven't talked about the ending. Because uh, yes. I, I like the turn. I think I think the whole movie taking the piss out of horror and not having any of these horror moments and then the descent of Fred into this final moment where Fred is lamenting about, let's say, one final scary story and reveals to Fanny that she's been writing about him in her notebook and picks up the poker and Fanny's like, what are you doing with that notebook? I think it was a strong last, you know, Ten minutes there. What what yeah. what do you think of that ending?
1: I it's so funny because I like movies like this sometimes. Right, like uh, we watched The Invitation very early on in this podcast mm. together, and we did like a live stream kind of thing. And that movie, the whole time you're like, it's it's just about like he thinks something's going on and nothing's really going on, and then at the end there's like a horror twist, right?
2: Big reveal. Yeah.
1: I don't mind those movies. The Mask of Leslie Vernon, right? It's a comedy mm. movie for most of it. It's kind of same vibe. And then at the end, it becomes a horror movie. I love that movie. We both love that. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: So I don't mind that at all. But I know a lot of horror fans hate that because they're like, I want my horror the whole time, which I get. If you're in there for a certain thing, if you're in a rom-com and all of a sudden the last five minutes, they fall in love. You're like, fuck this movie. Right. Or maybe not maybe it's you've got mail or something i know there was one movie that actually no didn't. they're
2: they're loving each other like the whole time yeah those movies.
1: but yes, yeah, so so i didn't mind that i like the horror turn i think it was great i do think that they actually like you said earlier they worked towards that they've earned that twist by the
2: end of it i lo- i just love how um Kind of talking about how Dash Nine for Two mentioned about talking to a random guy outside and going and knocking in the ca- cabin is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It kind of contends with that moment here at the end a little bit, right? When Fanny's responding to Fred, and then the way the camera is and everything, you you are like bluntly aware of the fact that she's alone with this guy with the poker, and you like see it on Aya's uh, face, on Fanny's fr- mm-hmm. face, where she like you see her wheels turning, and she makes a decision of how do I go about yeah. this situation and her first instinct is aggression and she yells at fred to make him back down and says i'll fucking kill you give me my fucking notebook when you can see in her face she's scared it doesn't work then she tries pleading it doesn't work then she got begging and there was this like uneasiness when i was Mm -hmm. watching that which i think the movie was trying to do which i was like oh to be in a situation like this with less power isn't something that i think about uh on a daily basis Uh, Because I'm usually the bigger guy in the room. Yeah. You know, I'm usually the guy with the poker, you know, metaphorically speaking. So to think about what this person's feeling in this moment, I thought the movie did a really good job, like showing that on Fanny's face and like doing that, like descent into. And now I'm running away from my life.
1: Yeah. I think it's it's the it's the horror thing. And it's also it's 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 very scary. I think those last 10 minutes showed me that Josh as a writer could handle horror he's a horror mm-hmm. fan it looks like he knows what he's doing and that I would honestly watch a horror movie made by this guy that was more traditional horror
2: well funny that you mentioned that because of the because of this film he got a new gig which is werewolves among us based off the video game that he's making mm-hmm. that should be out soon there's a good there's a pretty good cast I'm sure oh, really? it'll be a little more tongue-in cheeky
1: yeah I mean um, it's what is it where is werewolf within?
2: right? Or something like that? Oh, uh, What is it? Werewolves With It? I think so. Yeah, you're right. Werewolves With It. I said it wrong the first time. It's got uh, it's directed by him and it's Squirrel Girl, the ATT t girl in it. It's got <laughs> fucking a whole bunch of faces that I don't know their names off the top of my head. but I recognize all of them. Okay, cool. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it'll be a fun movie. I, he, Like I said, he is talented. I just think a movie where people are sitting around the campfire and then telling stories like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like those things. I feel like it should have also done the thing where it was showing it goes you to the, the story place. and it goes to the place and it transports yeah. you because honestly he is talented enough to have told each of those stories in a fun and interesting way
2: i think so i think it's a money thing yeah i i bet i bet when he wrote the script he had a vision that he had a parcel down and you could tell he had to like deal with what he had you know yeah
1: yeah you know. and because of that I, the movie suffers I, I, and it's hmm. still worth making i'm glad he made it because he got to like show off how talented he is he got to like work on something create something that i'm sure he's proud of you know And not he got to work with via cash before she was famous which is great <laughs> um but yeah i, I don't know it, it's it's you could see how, that he's talented but you're right maybe it's the budget thing but not having a big budget made it feel like a college humor sketch it made it feel like something i would watch on youtube or in a like sort of black box theater where they were not using the elements of film as much until like the end of the movie
2: all right well marcus did you like the movie
1: i loved it it was great (laughs) no i i like parts of it i think talking to you about it made me appreciate uh certain aspects of it and also like it's hard it's not hard but it is interesting watching a film because not because of the podcast but because i know it means something to you you know like it's kind of nice like that made the film better for me because i was like i know why nick likes this film i can see the parts of it i can see like what it means to him i can see that it's like important nick and laughed really hard yeah, was at that nice. joke <laughs> yeah hundred percent yeah yeah
2: <laughs> moments that are, was like, nick's kind of joke Nick right loved there. That.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like the same thing with psycho gorman like you're like watching you're like oh okay this is Marcus's like kind of humor you know like he understand. like i get why he likes this thing
2: okay uh would you recommend this film
1: i would recommend this film yeah I would recommend this film to people who are writers, actors. I think if someone asks what you do and you have to go, uh, I'm, uh, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, I'm a, like, if you have to do that thing that he does in the beginning, then you can relate to him very well. And this movie is for you and you should watch it.
2: I did that to Alexi like two days ago when we were having a conversation about the
1: future. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because it's true. Like, you are the thing that you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're getting paid for it. It doesn't matter if you're a professional. Like, if you are trying, you are that thing. You are a writer. You yep. are an actor. You're, whatever.
2: We are podcasters.
1: We are podcasters. Whether or not we have success, who fucking cares? We are doing the thing. We are the thing.
2: Uh, oh, and lastly, would you watch more films by Josh Rubin?
1: Uh, yeah. I'm excited for Werewolves Within. I'm, I am I want to check it out. I want to see what that's about. I think he has, like, a good sense of humor. I think watching his, like, college humor stuff and and seeing him as a person, he's just a naturally funny guy. And yeah. I think he could handle a dark comedy with a bigger budget very well.
2: Worlds Within, to me, looks a little bit like Fargo meets mm. The Walking Dead or yeah. something like that. Yeah, well, I yeah, mean, with the, more comedy because the
1: naturally the, the whole like, concept of, oh, there's a monster among us. Like it's been done like the thing famously is, is probably the most famous movie that does that. That's that plus comedy, I feel like could work really well.
2: I've never seen the thing.
1: That's very good. I don't know if it holds up. I haven't watched it recently. I might watch it again. A lot of people,
2: it's their favorite, and they stick by it.
1: I have to check it out,
2: guys. If you want to watch us do the thing, Patreon.com/slash now try this cast. But unfortunately, you weren't fast enough for March challenges because March challenge because next week on Twitch.tv/slash now try this cast we are doing Deadly Lessons, aka AKA Legend Legend of Simon
1: Conjurer. Conjurer. Nice. Wow, Wow. (laughs) guys, that was exciting because I feel like. It's been on the list for a long time, and I felt I felt bad for exciting. my brother. I was like, "Come I on!" I not
2: feel bad for your brother.
1: <laughs> there is a lot of options this month too. I'm I'm excited. I want this to keep growing.
2: Lexi put in P.S. I Love You, and she's pissed at it didn't get picked. She, did you vote
1: for that also? What did you vote for?
2: I, yeah, I voted for that. She's my girlfriend. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: oh, sorry, Darren. I don't vote for the things that you put up all the time. I do sometimes when I want to watch it. <laughs> well, honestly,
2: you've never seen P.S. I Love You, I don't think. Have you?
1: I have not watched it.
2: Yeah, and I didn't like it. You one of didn't few, like it? It's one of the few famous rom-coms that i'm like terrible trash <laughs> uh and it's lexi's favorite and oh she, man yeah she almost broke up with me on the spot
1: oh wow um, that's scary yeah.
2: so honestly i feel like revisiting that one <laughs> might be really it might fun. Be, so i hope it might be helpful for your relationship i hope that too. one gets suggested again because that okay. would be fun okay but in the meantime everybody you follow us at now try this cast you join the patreon community at patreon.com slash now try this cast join the conversation and uh-huh. we'll see you next time
1: Okay, guys, thank you so much for watching. Like Nick said, follow us everywhere and go out there and try some things. Good night, everybody. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams, sweet prince. Nick, you got to wave. Wave harder. Bye. Wave better. There you go. <laughs> Good friends get together so they can try things. You're about a dance
0: podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, did no. you hear the music I was playing? No, I didn't. Oh, I, maybe they did. No, I didn't hear the music. Oh,
2: they did because you're listening to me on Discord.
1: Uh oh, Fuck.
2: Um, I need hey. you to watch the stream and not watch the <laughs> Discord. Listen I can to the play Discord. music through the stream. You can't hear anything, can you?
1: I can't hear anything.
2: Why didn't you say something? It's not just you. The stream's that way, too. Okay. <laughs> Lexi texted me.
1: I was waiting. I was like, oh, you were so confident that it was working. Maybe you knew something. So I was like, I "Maybe what
2: happened now." I think I know what happened now. I know, okay, you figured all, it out? You wow. watched the stream? Yeah. Take, take, ah, take. Listen, ah. it. Listen to the stream. Let me know if okay. you hear it.
1: Wait, no, I got to turn on the stream again. I closed it, Nick. Come on.
2: Why would you close the stream, Marcus? You're ruining. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: This is how a pod guys technical difficulties. Hold on. Fine,
2: I'll let it all out on post.
1: I don't hear anything on the stream.
2: Fuck! How do?
1: How are you getting my audio <laughs> through Discord? I'm getting your audio through OBS. Oh, Ninja? through
0: Discord. I'm getting your audio Discord, but...